Have you ever had that feeling when you leave the doctor's office and think, what did they just say? Or have any burning questions you didn't have time to ask? Or I don't remember anything that just happened in that appointment. Or even, were they speaking my language? Yeah, us too. That's where we come in. We're the podcast dedicated to helping you understand what your doctor said about that thing you saw your doctor for in the first place. We understand it can be an information overload. We're here to help. I'm Dr. Josh Fletcher, a family medicine resident at Northrop General Hospital in Toronto. And I'm Jake Bloom, the person who doesn't know what's happening at the doctor's office. Welcome to Dr. Dictionary. All right, welcome back to Dr. Dictionary, the podcast explainer for all your questions before, during, and after your visit to the doctor. I'm Jake Bloom, and joining me as he does every week is Toronto resident Dr. Josh Fletcher. What's up, Doc? My head's just spinning thinking about this episode. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, we don't want to give it away, but today's episode will be focused on vertigo, if you haven't figured it out already, or that sensation when the room is spinning. Josh, are there different causes for vertigo? So yes, there are. There are many different causes of vertigo, which correctly said is the sensation in the room spinning. Often patients present with dizziness, and it's important on our end to determine what you mean by that. Are you lightheaded? Is the room spinning? Do you feel a sense of imbalance, for example? The podcast today will be focused on that room spinning or vertigo. Now, most of the time, vertigo is actually an inner ear problem. And the most commonly recognized cause of vertigo, which we'll focus today's episode on, is called BPPV, benign paroxysmal positional vertigo. Benign meaning that it isn't dangerous or life-threatening. Paroxysmal means sudden. It's like a sudden attack of dizziness. Positional, occurring when you change positions of the head. And vertigo referred to the spinning sensation. Now, beyond this, there are many different causes of vertigo, and your doctor will ask you specific questions when you see them to help determine what type of vertigo you might have. For example, how long does the spinning last? Any hearing loss, ear fullness, or ringing? Any previous flu-like symptoms? Any rash? Any headache with the vertigo? And we can do a physical exam, too, to look for findings if we're worried. So let's focus on BPPV, then. What is the reason someone would have BPPV? So like I said, vertigo is an inner ear problem. In the ear, we have tiny fluid-filled tubes, which are called labyrinths. And there's these tiny inner ear organs as well that help us keep our balance and lets the brain know when our head is moving. One of these organs has these tiny little stones on it that helps tell the brain when our head's moving in one direction or the other. For example, if your head moves one side, then the stones also move and send information to the brain that your head is moving. What can happen for whatever reason is one of these stones becomes loose in the ear canal. And when this happens, our brain is tricked into thinking that the head is moving when it really isn't. And that perception of movement, or your brain thinking that your head is turning, is what gives rise to the sensation of the room spinning or vertigo. Why does a stone like that get dislodged then? Like what causes that? So most of the time it can just happen randomly. Like we don't really know why. Okay. Sometimes it's from trauma to the head or whiplash, and that can affect it as well. But most commonly, it's just random. And what are the symptoms of this condition? So obviously, you experience vertigo. 
And specifically with BPPV, that vertigo can come and go. You can have multiple episodes of vertigo. However, each discrete episode lasts under a minute and usually just a few seconds. It's brought on by certain head movements or positions, like rolling over in bed, extending the head to look upwards. If it occurs when turning your head to the right when lying down, for example, then it's likely to be the right ear that's affected, and vice versa. I see. Now, with vertigo as well, you can get nausea and vomiting from the spinning sensation. And we can also see something called nystagmus. You may have heard your doctor mention this word. Now, nystagmus refers to the repetitive, rapid movements of the eye. And this is what actually occurs with the vertigo sensation. And that's the brain trying to determine, is your head moving or is it not? Because of that dislodged stone. All right, Josh, let's talk about vertigo and like frequency. Do people usually just have one episode of vertigo or does it come back? So it's very normal for your BPPV to recur. People usually have multiple episodes of vertigo, multiple times where they experience that spinning sensation. Then once you recover from your vertigo, which can take one to two weeks, people are prone to having the exact same symptoms happen to them again or get another attack of BPPV and vertigo. And how dangerous would you say BPPV is? So the B in BPPV stands for benign, meaning it's not dangerous. Now, it's extremely unpleasant, but it's not a worrisome condition. The worrying part about BPPV is when it might happen. So for example, if you're driving, you turn your head suddenly and you get vertigo when checking your blind spot. This can be very dangerous for you and others around you. And it's the same for, let's say, operating heavy machinery. If you're actively having those vertigo symptoms, it's probably best not to drive until you get checked out by your doctor. And you probably shouldn't drive to your doctor's appointment either. What kind of physical exam is done in the doctor's office for vertigo? Well, first of all, we want to make sure you have BPPV and not another cause of vertigo. Sometimes we'll do a screening neurological exam. Basically what that means is we're looking at the different nerves in the body and their function to make sure there's no underlying brain issue. So now the specific test we actually do for BPPV is called the Dix-Halpike Maneuver. And this may have been done for you in the office. So what we do is we turn your head about 45 degrees and quickly lower your head so it hangs off the table slightly. And we wait to see if this brings on your vertigo or that nystagmus is what we're looking for, the rapid eye movements. If the problem's in the right ear, you might have symptoms of vertigo when the right ear is closer to the ground and vice versa. Now, when you do this, we get you to stare at the ceiling and your doctor's paying attention to your eyes. Because if you're having vertigo and we see your eyes beating in a certain direction, that might give us an idea that BPPV is what's causing your symptoms. And how do you treat BPPV? So if you remember, like I said earlier, BPPV is a problem with that stone that's kind of dislodged in the inside of the ear. And we treat it by trying to reset that stone. And this is done by doing specific exercises or maneuvers either in the office or at home. And we call these particle repositioning maneuvers, moving that particle or stone back into the proper position. Probably the best study one that we know of is called the Epley maneuver. And I'll link it in the description below. But there are other maneuvers that you can try as well for your vertigo. Basically what this is, is a series of head positions that helps guide the free stone through the inner ear canals and back into the proper place. Because once it's in that proper position, you shouldn't have vertigo symptoms anymore. So I do want to warn you, you can and you will feel vertigo when you're doing these maneuvers. 
And you may also have that nausea or vomiting that's associated with the vertigo. But that's the point because we're moving the stone back in its proper position. Also, you might have to do it multiple times to successfully get the stone in the correct position. That's not uncommon. And will I feel completely better once uh, I'm done doing these exercises? So often you will feel better right away if the maneuver is successful and that stone is back into its proper place. It's possible after going through these exercises successfully to still have some subjective dizziness for a couple weeks or so, but this will improve with time and it's not as bad as that vertigo that you had before. So like I said earlier, it's not uncommon for this condition to recur, so it's possible that the stone gets dislodged again, at which point you just have to do the exercises all over again. Will vertigo ever just go away on its own? So it definitely can go away on its own, but this may take weeks to occur while the stone is still loose in the air. It also increases the risk of it happening at bad times, like driving or doing other activities. And do I need medications for BPPV? So great question and not necessarily. Most people don't actually require medications for the BPPV. For those people who have very severe symptoms to the point that they really can't get out of bed, there is a medication called beta-histine that can sometimes be used, but that doesn't really change the duration of vertigo or make it go away any faster. It really only treats the symptoms. And lastly, any resources you'd recommend for further information? On Vertigo? Vestibular.org has a great webpage with everything you need to know about BPPV, a great video about what causes it, etc. And I'll post this in the description below. I'll also post a link to those maneuvers, the Epley maneuver, like I talked about before, in the description as well. All right, well, that just about wraps up our uh, episode on Vertigo. And Josh, thank you for sharing all of this great information on BPPV with our listeners. Thanks, Jake. As always, if any of our listeners have any suggestions or questions, feel free to reach out to us at the doctordictionary gmail.com or tweet us at the Dr. Dictionary. I'd also like to thank Dr. Steve Kahane, a family doctor at Leslie Medical Family Health Organization, for peer reviewing this episode, as well as Nick and John Braganiolo for recording the original music.